Hey guys, welcome back to Because I'm Blessed, a podcast hosted by me, Maria Clark. Wow, it has really, it's been a minute and um, I'm so excited to have some time to jump back in today to share with you guys and encourage you guys and encourage myself, which is really, you know, what this podcast is all about and um life has been crazy. So I have tried a couple times to record and gotten interrupted or a dog has barked and um, birds have chirped or something has happened and it just hasn't worked out. So today I just wanted to take some time. Um, I've had something on my heart for a while now and I really can't seem to shake it. So I just wanted to share um, what's on my heart with you guys. So Um, I'm going to just dive right in. Um, you know, we're definitely living in a time where things are different and, um, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I think a lot of us are still finding a way to function. It's just different, you know, and of course it causes a lot of nervousness and a lot of time to just think and wonder what's going to happen next. And of course, um, anxiety, really, it just makes us anxious, um, not knowing what, when things are going to change. I think that's been the biggest thing for me is just like, when, when will it ever go back to how it was? And I think the more that we, you know, progress with this, um, pandemic, uh, we notice that things are probably never going to be the way that they were before it. So um, we're being forced to just adjust. But what I want to do today is just encourage the anxious heart. And I want to talk a little bit about the word anxiety. Um, I know that there's, it's really a broad spectrum of anxiety. There's different types of anxiety um, from smaller scale uh, to larger scale. Some people deal with it differently. Um, I don't think that it's the same for everybody. And I want to acknowledge that. So um, some people deal with it a little more severe uh, than others. But what I want to do is talk about, I guess, where does it come from, really? Um, I think that being a Christian and, and having anxiety or dealing with anxiety, um, living with anxiety, is probably one of the most frustrating things. Uh, I've obviously dealt with it myself as well in different areas of my life. And I know, I mean, honestly, I feel like almost everybody that I know will admit to sometime in their walk with God having anxiety over different issues in their life. I feel like it's almost normal and natural. But one thing when I pray about this topic and I share, you know, my heart with the Lord and, um, you know, one thing has really become really clear to me. And this is the point that I want to make today is when I question my faith, when I question my faith because I have anxiety, it always comes back to this statement in my heart. I don't doubt that God can do what I'm asking or what I'm praying about. I never lack the faith in him and his ability to do something. It's the fact that I know that it it might not happen. So that's what makes me anxious. Um, 
And a lot of times when I talk to people, that's more so when I hear what they're sharing when they talk about anxiety. It's not that I don't believe that God can do it. I absolutely believe that he can do A, B, or C, whatever it is that I'm asking. Or I'm anxious because I don't know what's going to happen. It's not that I don't have faith. I have faith in God. I have faith in God's power. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt as a Christian that he can, but my fear is that he won't. It's not that he's not able. It's that he won't do it. And I feel like where that comes from is there's going to be a couple different places. But what I want to speak to today are to those of us that were raised in church and we're told and we're taught and instructed that if you're not good enough, God won't do it. If you're not tithing enough, God won't bless you. If you're not going to church regularly, God can't do this for you. Um, Where that theology came from for so many of us A lot of us are going to probably be able to admit that it came from early in our life, whether it was a Sunday school lesson, whether it was our parents who taught us that. And I think as we grow up into adults, sometimes we get so wrapped up and mad at ourselves for having anxiety and being a Christian that we forget to really analyze where did it start? Where did that mentality come from? And that's who I want to encourage today. I want to talk to the heart that says, I have the faith in God that he can do whatever he wants. He's all powerful. He's almighty. I don't doubt that he can, but I don't think that he will because I'm not good enough, because I'm not Christian enough, because I'm not holy enough. And maybe that thought doesn't always rise to the top of your mentality when you're having anxiety and when you're anxious. But today, I really want you to think about that. Is that where your anxiety comes from? Is because you truly, in there deep down inside, because it's rooted there, doubt that God's going to do it, or you're not sure that God's going to answer your prayer, or you're not sure that God's going to do it based on your worth or your actions or your value, based on not being a good enough Christian. And that's what I want to speak against. I just want to call that a lie. I want to speak to that heart and say that that's not how it works. Um, And I think when you're looking at life and you say, you know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that, or it just gives me so much anxiety. Like this gives me anxiety. Like thinking about this freaks me out. And in the same breath, you can say like, yes, I'm a Christian and I'm going to pray about it, but it still gives me anxiety. And if that is the root issue, if you can honestly maybe think and pray into that and say, wow, like, let's be honest, like what's really going on here is that deep down inside, I'm attached to the lie that if, if it doesn't happen, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because I'm not holy enough. It's because I don't read enough scripture. It's because I'm not perfect Christian. It's because I, I still struggle with this or I still struggle with that. And in the back of your mind, in the depths of your heart, that has been spoken over you or taught to you or or somewhere it came in. And I just want to encourage you to pray into that and to find where it came from. Go back to the first time that that mentality attached itself to you and just 
put it under the blood, rebuke it, and then make a habit to walk it out when you feel that way to, to, to walk into a place that says, nope, I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to think that way. Um, another issue with this is when you're praying for other people, I just want to kind of talk on this real quick. When you're praying for other people, again, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a coworker, maybe somebody, you know, you hear, oh my God, it's somebody that you love has cancer and you, and you struggle because you're like, well, I really want to pray that God will heal them. And I know that he can, but what if he doesn't? Like so many people die from cancer, um, or sickness or something. And, you know, I know God can, but I've also seen him not do it. So I don't know if I'm holy enough to pray that prayer for healing for that person. I don't know if I should, because then I'm going to be disappointed when they pass. Like, I just, I don't know how to pray, you know, with, I have, but I have faith in God and I know that he can, and I know that he's capable, but if he doesn't do it, then I'm going to be disappointed. And then I'm going to be angry at him. So I don't want to venture into that aspect of faith. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to speak life into a situation because in the end, I know that God determines what's going to happen. And if I'm not good enough, then my prayers aren't going to go anywhere. How many times do we think that way? I think it's super common. I think that a lot of us struggle with that. I can share my heart. I can share my testimony that um, after Nevaeh passed away, I really had a hard time praying, <laughs> not going to lie, um, because I would hear and the enemy would tell me it wouldn't have mattered if you would have prayed over her that day. It, w- it was her, you know, how many times did we say if it's their time to go, it's their time to go. If it's my time to go, if God wants to take me home, then God has the final say, let his will be done. So if we constantly are saying, let his will be done, then why why do we even why do we even petition his heart for anything, right? That's where the enemy wants to box us in and get us to say, well, I'm not going to pray about that because God's going to do what he wants to do anyway. So who cares what I have to say? Um, or you have, you've prayed for something before and it doesn't, it doesn't go the way that you prayed. And so we kind of get locked into this mindset of like, I can't ask God to do anything because I don't know what he's going to do. And here comes anxiety it'll come right behind that because then you don't know what God's going to do. You don't know what's going to happen and it causes your heart to race and it causes your mind to race. And in the back of your mind, your faith comes and says, but God, but God. Yeah. And then you're like, but life, but life, you know, but God hasn't done it before, but God hasn't answered my prayers. And there's anxiety right there. So again, Knowing God's character, seeking God's heart, being in a place where you pray with faith, you know, and having hope on the other side of your prayer. So many of us pray with hope on like, I'm, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to God. I'm going to petition his heart and I hope it works. I hope he listens. And again, that's not the way that prayer works. We pray with faith. And because we know that he will do what he says he's going to do. 
which is never leave us, never forsake us, which is draw close to us when we reach out to him. There's so many promises in his word that are who he is as his character. And it doesn't mean I'm going to win the lottery. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, these prayers that sometimes we pray for things like going to get the job, going to get the new house. Like, no, we're going to pray that he's going to be with us as we go out for this house. We're going to pray that he's going to close the door if it's not the right house for me. And we're going to pray that he, you know, encourages our heart if there's disappointment coming. Those are the ways that we pray and that produces hope. Because of that, I have hope. Um, And retaining hope as a gift, you know, as the product on the other side of the equal sign. I like to picture hope on the other side. And sometimes, like I said, if you pray with um, hope on the the other side of the equal side where you're like, I hope it works, then that's where sometimes we end up disappointed. And that's where we're gonna, it's going to feed into anxiety and it's going to feed into the lie that the reason that it didn't happen was because you weren't good enough, you weren't holy enough. So all of this to say, um, I just want to encourage your heart. I want to encourage the anxious heart today. I want you to take a minute and ask God when you pray about your anxieties, you know, is it that I really am not sure that my prayers are enough to move your heart, that I'm not good enough to move your heart, and that I come to you and I lay out what I need But literally on the inside, I'm kind of looking at you like, do you think that's a good idea? Is that okay with you, God? Like you're not sure. You're not sure even when you're praying if that's what you're supposed to be praying for. And maybe you're asking, well, how do I get to the other side? Well, first, it's so, so important to find out where these things come from. And I encourage you to take some time, sit with the Lord, ask him to show you, ask him if it was your, you know, so many of us as parents, I know I have kids that are grown now and they come back and they're like, mom, you said blah, blah, blah. And this is how I took it. This is how the devil manipulated it in their head. And sometimes I sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not, that was never what I meant to say or how that was supposed to come across. And so maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a spiritual leader, maybe it was a preacher when you were very young, maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, you know, um, the concept of God's watching you, don't lie to me, God's going to tell me if you're bad, like if you took the cookie from the cookie jar, God's going to tell me, so you might as well fess up to it now because, you know, God's going to, God's going to get you if you lie, you know, and sometimes we think that we're teaching and instilling the fear of God and the respect of God. But really what we're teaching them is if you're not good enough, God's going to get you. And maybe that was you as a child growing up, you know, in the church, especially where the whole presentation of God wasn't, Hey, you know, you're going to be tempted to steal a cookie because you're human and God is with you and he sees that. So you can ask him to help you resist temptation. Like if all of us were taught that instead of God's watching you steal the cookie from the cookie jar. So you're going to be punished. Um, you know, how much more would, would our kids even be more inclined to know that God is with them, not to watch what they're doing like Santa Claus for the naughty and nice list, but to help them when they're tempted. So 
If you're a parent and you have small children and you know that you're already following in that, you know, um, we're Christians and God's watching what you're doing. So don't do it. You know, he's going to, you know, we're painting a picture of God as this guy who, you know, is only going to be on your team when you're good. And that's what we got to (laughs) break. That's what we got to break. And I feel like for generations and generations, this has been how he's been portrayed. And we still in one hand will be like, Jesus loves you. God loves you. You know, um, you can go to him for anything, but in the very next breath, in order to get them to obey as children, you know, we're, we're teaching the whole, what I call the Santa Claus theology. And we're lining that up with God, which is totally not how it goes. Um, you know, where he's watching you and you're going to be on the naughty or the, or the nice list, and then you're going to get your reward. And so, um, maybe that's where it came in. And I just want to encourage you to go, go to the scripture, go to the Lord and ask him to show you and then put it under the blood and just renounce that lie. And just know that the enemy is always going to try and tell you that you're not worth it, that you're not good enough. And that if you have anxiety, you don't have great faith in God. And that is the lie. That is absolutely the lie because you do have the faith in God. You do know that he's all powerful. You do know that he has the power to heal, to restore marriages, to change relationships, to provide the great career, to help your dreams come true when you're putting them in God's hands. You know, and you have the faith to believe in all of that, but you're anxious because you're being told deep down inside that it won't happen for you unless you're holy enough. So I just want to encourage you and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, so just sit in all the time and God's still going to do it. That's not what I'm saying. He's a God of balance and he always wants what's best for you. So seek him, ask him to show you where these things came from and then just lay it out there and walk in a pattern of when that anxiety comes, question it. Do, do I, am I, am I doubting God? Am I afraid that God's not going to do it? Or am I doubting my worth that he won't do it for me? and find out where it came from and put it under the blood and then run in the opposite direction and encourage those around you. I believe that this is a message that um, applies to many of us. So um, that's what I had on my heart. I've had that on my heart so long um, for a couple weeks now and it feels so good to be able to share it with you guys. So I really hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that um, it causes you to just take a minute and to put that before the Lord. And I just want to say a quick prayer before I let you guys go. Father God, right now, I just cover this word, Lord, that you gave me for your children. I cover it with your love, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that every ear um, that hears this message today, God, if it applies to their heart, that you would just saturate it with peace. Um, Father God, that you would just saturate it with uh, just an understanding of who you are, Lord God, that you would give a revelation of where these lies come in and attach themselves to us, Father. And sometimes they're done unintentionally or unmaliciously, Father, but this is the world that we live in. And things like this happen, things like this are said, Father God. And I I just pray that you would just rush in and just when this person asks you, God, to change that part of their mentality and their vision of your character, God, that you would just radically change their mind and change their heart and renew all of that, Father God. I pray for those of us that are parents who are who are teaching this 
again, unmaliciously to our children, Father God, that you would show us, you'd be like, wow, you know, I have said that to my kids. I, I don't want them to see God that way and that we would rush in and that we would uh, change these things for the next generation, Father God, that we would not breed another generation of Christians who see um, you as this big guy up in the sky that shakes his finger every time we mess up, Father God. And I pray that love would just saturate every single heart today, Lord Jesus. Encourage the anxious heart, Lord. Be with everybody. We love you. We thank you for your faithfulness. And we submit all of this to you in your name. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Give the episode a like and a share. Um, Share it with a friend. If you know somebody who struggles with anxiety, especially if they are um, people of faith, who struggle with being a Christian and having anxiety, just encourage them today. And I can't thank you guys enough for your support um, and for being there and being patient with me. I really, this whole podcast is for the glory of the Lord. And I just thank you guys for everything. And we'll see you next time or you'll hear me next time.